This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into our podcast this Monday. Sean Kelly, glad to be with you from Studio B at the Osher Sports Performance Center. How'd you uh, survive the big sports weekend? <laughs> Hope you fared well. I think some folks hit it kind of hard, uh, and uh, why not? Why not? Winding things down. Had the big fight on Saturday night at Saints preseason action. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. And probably need a little bit of Sunday to kind of cool it a little bit, didn't you? Yep, it was fun. Uh, good weekend. Uh, here, weather-wise, things are, you know, as they are. And uh, certainly, while we were talking a lot of sports over the weekend, the Houston situation is just just awful. And our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to all the people in southeast Texas from the Houston metro area on down. So, And, uh, and we had the Texans, obviously, here on Saturday night. As you know, their plans changed. They flew to Dallas, Texas, after the uh, ball game against the New Orleans Saints. And I just don't see how they're going to be able to play their final preseason game at home against the Cowboys on Thursday. I think on Wednesday we'll learn a little bit more about the Texans situation, and I think we'll want to visit that here on this podcast Wednesday uh, just because of the, you know, the story between New Orleans and Houston as, as such and obviously uh, the relationship between the Saints and the Texans too. So that'll be on Wednesday. I just wanted to kind of bring that to the forefront of our show today, obviously, because I think that's just so much more important than anything else all right well by the way as far as that football game on saturday night 13 nothing win for the new orleans saints and another stellar defensive performance by the black and gold uh, pitching a shutout that's eight straight quarters now the saints have not allowed a point uh, and that's awfully impressive and awfully impressive performances too from uh, rookie marshawn Lattimore. i thought marcus williams looked pretty good I think both of you, both of them will tell you uh, that they would love to have an interception, which they both had a chance to have in the game. Uh, but more pressure up front. The, the team's number one in sacks through the preseason. Um, that's fine for us to talk about now. It's fun. It don't, doesn't mean a, anything going to the regular season. But I think there are a lot of signs of uh, progress and improvement on that side of the football. And it sure was fun to see some of the frontline offensive stars uh, play on Saturday night, too, in that win. You know, when you're talking about Adrian Peterson, who hasn't taken a preseason snap since 2011. You know, Drew Brees played some significant time, uh, was kept upright, too, by kind of a makeshift offensive line. And then we saw Ted Ginn Jr. contribute in a couple different phases of the football game. Mark Ingram as well uh, on, um, on Saturday night. Speaking of Mark Ingram, caught up with him in the locker room after the uh, Saints win. Talked about his first performance of the year and what he's seen so far in this preseason. Mark Ingram got his first preseason run on Saturday night against the Houston Texans. How'd that feel? It felt good, man. Uh, get some game action and um, been antsy, been um, ready to go. So I'm glad that uh got to be able to get that in today. They called your number quite a bit at the start of the game, didn't they? Yeah, man. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, well, Fortunately and unfortunately. Yes, right? fair enough. Yes, there was the penalty. I understand that. But then Which was you the penalty. It was a real iffy, iffy, iffy yeah, thing. It was a little, it was a little shaky, but um, I was real mad about it because it was the first game. I mean, it was the first play. Start fast. Ted makes a great run. I'm trying to get a block downfield for him. The guy throws his back at me, right when I'm about to strike him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an iffy call, but um, then I had to catch after that. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> uh, I was hoping we'd be able to accomplish more. Um, 
with our offense, score some more points, but um, we'll be able to learn from it and keep improving from it. I figured you'd say that. So let me ask you this. Did, did you feel like you were able to use the game uh, in a way to perhaps sharpen the rhythm, the tempo that you'll need in a couple weeks? Yeah, for sure. I feel like, I feel like our tempo and our energy was great. Um, you know, just a few things as far as executing physically that we uh, need to fix, and which is encouraging because we have the guys that can execute and have proven it time and time again that they can execute. So um, all we got to do is uh, improve on some technique things and, um, you know, uh, clean up some penalties here and there. And I think we'll be fine, man. I felt like the energy was there. I felt like the temple in and out of the huddle was there. And uh, I felt everybody was focused and, and into it. You know, we just got some things that we got to clean up and um, – we will. We'll, we'll clean things up. Should we, as uh, analysts here, you and me, uh, tip the cap a little bit to the defensive side of the football too? Man, I don't care what time it is, preseason, uh, high school, uh, peewee, um, two games with no points, that's uh, impressive. And that's just a testament to our defense, uh, our coaching staff. Um, those guys are improving, and um, we have a good defense. We have a, we have a strong defense. So uh, hopefully we can keep this thing going. Uh, last thing is this. It, Help me understand what this this next week is like because uh, it's a short week. There's still a preseason game to be played. There are guys fighting for jobs. What what is the week like for a Saints locker room? Man, um, we still got to get a lot of work done. Uh, you know, we have tomorrow off, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those will be some strong work days for us um, in practice, us going against each other. And, you know, there's guys out here fighting for roster spots. So this is um, a very, very – uh, important time. It's a vital time. We got to improve and get better, get ready for week one. But we also got to prepare, continue to improve from this game, and get ready for our game against the Ravens. So um, it's a it's a hectic week, man. You know, there's gonna be a lot going on, and um, you know we're up for the challenge. So uh, we're all here for each other. We're all fighting, and it'll be a, it'll be a big week for us this week. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Another Saint making a. His preseason debut on Saturday night was defensive end Cam Jordan, who was active early. And uh, and the great thing is I think that Cam's getting going to get some help on the defensive side of the football. And I think that the great camp that we've seen from Cam Jordan is going to translate to the playing field here uh, in the next two weeks. So we wanted to catch up with Cam, talk about his first run of the preseason as well and what he's seeing uh, across that Saints defense, which continues to impress here in the preseason. Cam, does that first run of the preseason always still as feel as good when you first started in this league? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was another day at the job. Uh, luckily, my job is coming into a, a beautiful stadium like this one uh, with the fans as we have. Um, that being said, you know, it's great to be able to you know, get out on the field, put some paws on some people, make a couple tackles. And I didn't get my sack, but you know what? I'm just going to simply say I love the way our defense is playing. I love the way our secondary has been playing. Um, and we've got to go from we've got to keep building upon this point. You were close on the sack, and didn't you? I think you batted a ball down too, didn't you? I hit him a couple of times, made sure he was, you know, he felt that I was there. Rushed him a couple of times, got him out of the pocket, maybe once or twice. That being said, it's not a sack. How good is this defense playing? I mean, this is a, a shutout against the you Texans. Gotta take, yeah, I mean, you, got, you got to take for what it, it is preseason. Okay. Um, I'm interested to see if we can keep on building upon what we're 
you know, we've started out as. Uh, we started out week, you know, week one, two weeks before our first preseason game. Um, you know, communication was in it as it is now. Um, the, the development that's been happening is nothing but uh, positive vibes. Um, that being said, you can't win games off positive vibes. We have to continue this communication. We're relying heavily on this guy, A.J. Klein, um, and, you know, with uh, Kenny in our secondary just to keep relaying, making sure all, all open paths are communication. Um, and at the end of the day, as long as we keep, keep improving every day, we should be something different. It looks like you're going to have help now pressuring the quarterback, maybe something that's been not as good as it's been the last couple of years. Hey, honestly, um, you know, even last year, you know, when you had two interior guys like Ranks who had five sacks, only played eight games, when you had, you know, Nick, Nick who had six and a half at the end of the year, um, there was some interior help. That being said, I think Alex brings a d- different characteristic to it. Kikaha come back healthy, um, and now we're really cooking. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm super, like I said, I keep saying I'm super excited to see Ranks go into a second year. Um, Tyler is becoming a, 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 you know, I think he can become a dominant nose at the end of the day. Uh, we'll see what happens this year. You know, he's heading to his, Tyler, was this, year four? Year three, you know, and just his progression along, um, how he first came in and was, you know, uh, something like a wrestler when he first came to us. And now he's a he's a true uh, football player. He sees reads and he can get off blocks well. Um, and, and that's going to help us get to our third down. And that's what we rely on. We talked on the broadcast tonight um, about leadership at all three levels of the defense. You up front, A.J. Klein, you already mentioned him. Kenny Vaccaro back behind you. Is this the first time in a while that there's been that kind of leadership at each at each level of the defense? Your words, not mine. I will say that the uh, level of communication has uh, dramatically improved over the last three games from the beginning of camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Any players that I should be watching out more so than than I than I have been that that it would take a, a trained eye or somebody who's out there playing with them to say, hey, make sure you recognize this guy's play too. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you talk about uh, the ability for uh, interior linemen to just have that, uh, the depth. When you talk about if Tyler comes in and he plays his snaps, um, of course you have uh, a, no slight to anybody, but you have you know uh, David Onyemata, uh, Abuka uh, <laughs> playing, you know, <laughs> Big Book um, behind him, and then you have ranks, and you can you know pull in a Shad Mabry, and no matter you know what happens, you know a Shad Mabry. Uh, whether, wherever he is on the depth chart, is smart enough to play any position uh, within the interior and has that, that motor that when he does get his chance, he's going to shine. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there you have a couple of visits from the uh, post-game locker room on Saturday night. We had John Stinchcomb on the television broadcast Saturday night, and as he's so uh, affable to do, gave us his thoughts the ball game after the broadcast was over. We'll share that with you in just a moment. And still coming up a little bit later in this podcast, We'll check in on the Pelicans and the unfortunate news surrounding Solomon Hill. Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry also on today's Black and Blue Report. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. This Monday edition continues with a look back on Saturday night's Saints win 
over the Houston Texans and uh, pleased as always post game to be joined by John Stinchcomb and a shutout for the Saints defense and dare I say a winning streak in the preseason. Well, two in a row, we'll take it. Uh, the defense has been the story all preseason long. I think after game one, you're thinking that's a good performance. Will they be able to replicate that in week two? Week two, they come out and, and match that performance from week one and actually bring pressure from other spots. And uh, it, was a, it was a great feel. And then game three, you're saying, is this for real? Is this defense for real? And so far, they've done nothing but continue to reinforce the idea that uh, their mentality, their approach, the team speed, their ability to affect a passer is very much legitimate. We saw Cam Jordan play for the first time on that defensive effort, but on the offensive side, we got to finally see some of the big guns for the Saints as well here in the third preseason game. It may not have been flashy, but anytime you see Drew Brees back there with Mark Ingram and then Adrian Peterson, that's something to get excited about. There was nothing flashy in, in, in the play calling, but you can see just from the first snap with Adrian Peterson, they line him up at wide receiver, they put him in motion. There's going to be uh, quite the challenge that the Saints offense puts in, on, on a defense and the defensive coordinators as to what they have to prepare for week in and week out, and that's only going to be to their advantage. Those who know football know how important the number two quarterback is. You never want it to be important, but, yep, you get what I'm saying here? What did you think of Chase Daniels' play tonight? Well, you never want to see him. I don't want to see him until next August. So uh, to have him is, is a nice safety blanket. I feel like he's starter quality in, in this league and came out and, and performed well. It's a system that he knows. Uh, he tried to get that starting opportunity when he left and went to Kansas City and then again in Philadelphia, and it just never materialized for him. So comes back here. Uh, he's, he's a – seasoned veteran at this point he's great you never want to see him you you never want to see him play in a real game but knowing that he is there uh, the Saints have to feel good about their obviously their number one but also their number two the level of comfort right now that I guess the players have with each other the coaches having these players with just a couple of days until that fourth and final preseason game do you feel confident um that the Saints are confident that they've got what they need to go into the regular season. I think you feel better now than when the preseason started. I mean, you, you took some hits and um, some things didn't work out before the, the preseason training camp even started. Teron Armstead goes down. Nick Fairley has a, has a cardiac issue that eliminates him from even playing football. You're glad that he's uh, okay from a day-to-day -day basis, but you just invested money in him. So, uh, there were still a lot of question marks to be had, and you're, you're not adding a ton of pieces to this defense that, that are really flashy and splashy, but so far it's come together as well as you could have asked, probably better. Uh, A.J. Klein's addition in the middle has solidified that entire defense. Uh, you, you've gotten pressure not at using uh, Cam, and it's come from other spots. So. The back end is, is, is to me, the storyline of their ability to compete and fight and, and contest every throw that's being made. John, you've been on winning teams at every level, level, so you know the characteristics of teams that are successful. Is it too early to tell or see any of those characteristics with this group? If not, are there some things that you've started to see? Well, I, I think it's uh, their attitude and approach to the game. It seems like they're 
building momentum, that there's chemistry, that, you know, I've been on super talented teams, and that doesn't always equate to wins. Um, I think you look at this roster, and right now they're probably performing a little uh, better than expected when you just look at it on paper, speaking specifically about this defense. And that's okay because on the, on the championship teams that I've been on, uh, that's, that's very much been the story is outperforming expectations. Uh, I hate to use the term overachieving because uh, I, I don't even know what that means. I think you're just achieving. You're maximizing the most of, of what you got, and um, that seems to be the mentality that you're getting from this defense. Young, hungry, flies around. Um, willing to, to sacrifice and fill in their role. Uh, a lot to be excited about. Good stuff. Last thing's this. John Gruden has his Gruden's Grinders. Any Stinchcomb studs out there tonight? Oh, I like it. Some Stinchcomb studs. Well, just, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis continues to, to be a performer whenever he gets the ball. It's good to see Ted Ginn Jr. in space creating some plays. Um, and then just really the focus is on the defense. P.J. Williams, a lot of breakups. Marshawn Lattimore, you saw him run with these receivers, which is something that he can excel at. Ken Crawley late in the game making plays, so across the board, impressive performance. Good stuff as always. John, thanks. We'll see you Thursday. Sounds good, Sean. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Follow us on Twitter at BlackBlueReport. Okay, a couple of things to wrap up on the Saints side. The uh, New Orleans Saints are practicing on this Monday, kind of a late afternoon practice. They had yesterday off and uh, up until to, you know most of today and then back to work here with practice late afternoon. Uh, looks like kind of a normal midday schedule tomorrow on the practice field for the New Orleans Saints. And then obviously uh, Wednesday will be light before Thursday's fourth and final preseason game. The Ravens will be here, and we'll, uh, we'll preview that action for you on our Wednesday show. Let's turn our attention out of the New Orleans Pelicans. By the way, I started talking to you about this last week, but we're getting close now to a pre-sale for the single-game tickets on the New Orleans Pelicans schedule. You need to sign up for Pelicans Insider at pelicans.com to get early access to that single-game ticket pre-sale for the upcoming season. So, again, Pelicans Insider at pelicans.com. Had some unfortunate news yesterday about Solomon Hill. Solomon has had surgery to repair a torn hamstring. Could be out six to eight months, uh, which obviously would be the majority of the regular season. Tough news for the Pelicans. Solomon Hill projected to be the starting small forward for New Orleans, uh, and this is certainly a blow at a position where it's a little thin right now. Obviously, camp hasn't even started yet. Uh, We'll see what kind of moves the Pelicans make here in the next couple of days or, or weeks. Had a chance to catch up with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry shortly after the news came out that Solomon Hill uh, needed surgery and will be out for quite some time. 
Well, Coach, it's never good news, and it's tough on players. It's tough on you as the head coach. But the news surrounding Solomon Hill this week um, certainly puts a damper on things as we make the turn toward the Labor Day weekend. Uh, it really does. You know, once again, we're in a situation where, you know, we, we really like our team. We're ready to go. Uh, Solomon went through a year of learning and uh, learning the system and, system and adjusting to it and uh, had a great, great year defensively. And now, uh, you know, they're talking about him being out, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of six months or so. So uh, you're talking about if you get him back, you get him back in the middle of February or something. And obviously that's going to be a struggle for us uh, and a struggle for him to get himself in basketball shape and be able to do it because he's going to be able to not do a lot of running or anything, obviously, when it's a hamstring. So uh, disappointed, but, you know, we have to move on. You mentioned his defense coach. Is that really the biggest loss when you're talking about him being removed from your starting lineup? Uh, without a doubt. You know, I thought he guarded his position as well as anyone in the league last year and uh, did a great job on guys like Paul George. And, uh, you know, Kevin Durant got his points, but it's a matter of how he he got those points. And I thought he did a great job uh, in those situations. So uh, not to have him out there uh, obviously takes a really good – a perimeter defender away away from us, but as I said, we got to try to find a way to fill in and adjust. Do you have that fill in and adjustment currently on the roster, or is that something now that you and Dell Demps and the rest of the front office have to actively find between now and the start of training camp? Well, I think we've got some players that can fill in, but you know we really need to go out and uh, find that another guy of that size that a little bit of versatility that can play uh, maybe two, uh, some four or or maybe even play some two for us, depending on who we try to get in those situations. But, yeah, we're going to miss uh, Solomon, you know, at the start. He's just been a guy that's been our defender, and, 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 you know, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there and mix it up a little bit. So uh, he'll be a guy that will be missed. Are you heavy at guard, Coach? And if so, could you be more three-guard oriented in light of this news? Uh, we can try. You know, it obviously depends on who we're playing and if they got – you know, really big three men, it becomes a little bit tougher, uh, you know, to play those three backcourt players. But that is something we'll definitely explore. Uh, that is something that we'll look into. But right now we just got to decide, uh, you know, if we're going to add a guy, if we're not going to add a guy, and how we can do that. Tough news. Give Solo our best, will you, Coach? I will do that. And uh, he's an extremely hardworking guy. So whatever the the prognosis is, he's going to be back early as he possibly can because he's going to work at it. Okay. My hope is that the next time Coach and I talk and visit with you on this podcast, we'll have other things to talk about. But thanks to Coach Gentry for uh, sharing his thoughts on what's happened here regarding Solomon Hill. Good show today. Thanks again to John Stinchcomb, Mark Ingram, Cam Jordan. Thank you as well for being a part of our Monday. Hope that you'll keep those in Texas in your uh, in your thoughts and prayers. And for that matter, uh, it looks like here this week for many in our home state of Louisiana. Could be a little rough over this way as well. We need uh, Harvey to move along, don't we? Mm, that's what we're going to do here. And uh, don't forget the American Red Cross is one way that you can help. Uh, for those who are in need. Okay, next show is on Wednesday. That podcast uh, will feature a check-in on the Texans and their situation. I think that's uh, most appropriate. And we'll also give you an update on where things stand with the uh, Saints and their work this week as they get set to host the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday. For Daniel Salerson, silently uh, across the desk for me here today, uh, I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody. Stay dry. Stay dry.